0: Welcome to this episode of Consider It Blacklit. I'm Kim Singleton, your host, and for those of you tuning in for the first time, Consider It Blacklit highlights films, television programs, and stage plays featuring African Americans up front and behind the scenes. We also discuss social issues as it relates to some of these programs and how they may or may not impact our communities. So thank you for tuning in, and we hope you continue to tune in each week. Today, it is my pleasure to have one of the founding members of the Quintet Imani Wens. Please welcome Monica Ellis. Welcome Monica.
1: Thanks for having me Kim.
0: Yes I'm so excited to have you. I like showcasing different forms of the arts and where we take a prominent um, position um, when we do things. So why don't you tell our audience a little bit about your background and how you became a musician.
1: Happy to, Um, I'm originally from Pittsburgh. Uh, which is an incredibly musical city um, from in the jazz world and mostly in the jazz world, but, but, but somewhat in the classical as well. Um, I had a great upbringing, um, lots of outlets to explore my, my musicality, um, a lot of wonderful supportive teachers, uh, and um, that you know, really guided me to, to a path that um, I could see a career in music. Uh, and so I uh, uh, eventually ended up at Oberlin Conservatory um, where I studied bassoon performance after being introduced to the bassoon in high school by, again, really influ- influential teachers. Um, and then uh, went on to Juilliard to study at for my master's degree and also at Manhattan School of Music uh, for a post-master's program type of thing. That's when I came to New York. So I've been a New Yorker now for oh, uh, 27, 28 years. So um, I I guess I've technically, I absolutely am a New Yorker at this point. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, that's the, that's the musical background. Um, Bassoon, a lot of people ask me, you know, why the, why the bassoon? It's, it's kind of an unusual instrument. Um, And I started playing clarinet and saxophone and piano growing up, but um, yeah, that, that amazing teacher in middle school, he he thought well, you should try something different. And um, I owe so much to teachers that have been uh, able to take a chance and and see see the potential in their students. And and I think that's that's you know such a beautiful thing.
0: Well, that's amazing. I always think when I speak to people like you who are so musically inclined, I always think about Prince's quote when he says, "Real musicians with real music." So that's right. you are really a testament to that. Yes. Um, so chamber music is not really uh, the type of music that's out in the forefront. Tell our audience, what is chamber music and how did Imani Wins get started?
1: Yes, yes. Well, chamber music, it's actually, its it's been around for for all the the centuries the millennia that classical music has been a thing um, in fact it's it really has its origins before symphonic works and so what it implies is chamber within a small space music within some type of small space or or, or a chamber which which before you know in 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 171800s europe that was the entertainment you know there was obviously no <laughs> no form of of a radio or 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 you know television so having live musicians in your home of course this is for the affluent um uh, having live musicians in your home in some type of chamber space was the norm um, and, and so small, what the actual definition is, is any type of small ensemble uh, performing music. And uh, that could be a trio, a quartet, a quintet. Modern times now has, the, you know, things have evolved where there are standard configurations of chamber music. And so many people may know, even if you don't know much at all about classical music, you may have some knowledge or some sense of a string quartet. Uh, that's probably the most popular chamber music ensemble. Uh, well, so within the strings, yes, that's, that's very popular. But for the winds, we have a wind quintet. And so the instrumentation for a wind quintet is flute, oboe, clarinet, French horn, and bassoon. So we've got chamber music happening in small quarters and small settings. But, but for sure, um, orchestral orchestra was, was happening side by side. And uh, right, but right along with that. And so the, the chamber music would occur when you would just pluck the principal players from the orchestra and put them together in that small group. Okay. So fast forward, (laughs) Uh, Imani Wins. We began in 1997. It was founded and started really by our now former uh, flutist, founding former flutist, uh, Valerie Coleman, who is an incredible visionary, composer, of course, a flute player. It was her brainchild to put together um, the people that would make up a wind quintet, the flute, oboe, clarinet, bassoon and French horn, made up though of musicians of color. She had a very specific vision here in New York City to kind of take her own um, destiny in her own, put her, put her her destiny in her own hands and create a group that would be a vehicle for her music, but also uh, representing underheard musicians and, and, and uh composers of color. Um the word underrepresented is a big word out there too. Lately we've been trying to say underheard because we out here. We are represented. You know, it's it's the representation is actually, well, of course that is part of the problem, but you know, in many ways we're we are out here doing the thing and been doing the thing. Uh but it's just that access. It's just the hearing of what we're writing and what our community is offering in the classical music world. That's what is is not happening so she had this idea found the people which was no small task but kind of tracked folks down I get this cold call one day and say you don't know me but (laughs) I got your name from so and so Um, I'm trying to put together a group Uh, I already have the name of the group it'll be called Imani wins I'm like okay (laughs) um sure uh, we found ourselves; those original five found ourselves in a practice room at Manhattan School of Music, and uh, there was some immediate chemistry. We really kind of felt like there was something special was going on here. We really were kind of all focused on that on that large goal of making music by people of color for people of color, but then for everybody too. Recognizing that this is not ha- this does not have to be just one. Uh, for one one demographic, but truly having our people see us do this um, was and is a a big, big part of the, the whole thing.
0: Well, that's great. I happen to be a fan of chamber music, and I just feel like it's so relaxing. It's almost it almost feels like you're floating. And of the concerts that I've attended, I rarely see a person of color. So I think it's important that, you know, people see that you're out here and you know, we'll talk about where they can find you later on in the program. Right, right. You had a performance at the 92nd Street Y and you collaborated with Terrence Wilson. Tell us how that came about.
1: Well, Terrence Wilson uh, is an amazing pianist and has been just one of our colleagues, one of our friends, one of my friends uh, for many, many years. We've played with each other or been on uh, been on similar programs over the years for a very, very long time. And we're always looking to collaborate. We're always looking to not only, 98% of the time we function just as the quintet around the country, touring, um, doing our own projects, doing our own recording projects and things of that nature. But occasionally we do enjoy the opportunity to come together with someone else. Uh, and so um, piano is a is kind of a, a common collaborator, collaborator, instrumentation wise. Um, there's there's a, a, a good a good amount of pieces, not a whole lot, but a, some good pieces that are out there for wind quintet plus piano. So we found we thought that this would just be a great way to to do something a little bit different um, and then play with a friend. Also, the repertoire that we did um, was not by some composers of color, which is what we do that too. Uh, we you know run the gamut and so it, it, it availed an opportunity for our audiences, for our supporters to see us in, in different lights. Um, of course, we, like I said, highlight black and brown composers, commonly women composers, but uh, with, this, with that program, we, we did an array of pieces. And so having that diversity within the repertoire is important to us as well.
0: You collaborated with Terrence Wilson on this concert, but you've been doing this a while. Tell our audience about some of the other collaborations you've done.
1: Sure. Well, let's see. One of our most um, just just uh, heartfelt, and, and speaking of icons, with, like, like Paquito, uh, one of our most amazing collabor- collaborations was with the late, great Wayne Shorter, um, jazz icon, composer, uh, just, you know, all things for so many people. Uh, we got the great opportunity to collaborate with Wayne some years ago at this point now. Uh, he just passed away back in March. He he would have been 89 this year, uh, I believe. And um, he wrote a piece for Imani Wins um, back in 2006. And that piece led to us touring with his group, with, with his quartet, we we got to play at some of the most amazing jazz festivals around the world, around the country, uh, and so we were just you know in awe of, of what of what he it was and is, and, and just uh, his musicality, his creativity, his um, entire universe you know it's it's just it's just a whole nother planet really <laughs> and so if you're in that space for just a small amount of time it, it truly changes you so that's one collaboration um one of our most recent ones um we just recorded a big project that's our latest recording out right now it's called passion for bach and coltrane and it's a, a, a evening length performance evening length of an hour and a half worth of music that is with us as wind quintet, then string quartet and jazz trio. And we collaborated with uh, the Harlem String Quartet, which is uh, also a, a group of, made up of people of color, Black and Latino uh, individuals. And they come from a similar aesthetic as us, um, where they you know play some improvised music, they play music by Black and brown composers, and that's been their history. And so this particular project, Passion for Bach and Coltrane, was, was conceived, arranged, and, and uh, written by our former horn player, Jeff Scott, amazing hornist, composer, all the things. He's my best friend. <laughs> all, all these great things. And one of the original members of Imani Wins. So he thought of this idea of what if J.S. Bach and John Coltrane met and what kind of conversations would they have? musical conversations and otherwise. And so that's what the music comes, that's where the notion comes from. And it also has oration, it has spoken word. The, um, the poet and orator is A.B. Spellman, who uh, is, has a popularity in his own right. Uh, jazz heads would know him as a jazz critic, um, a liner notes writer, uh, a poet, from the like Amira Baraka ages, Sonia Sanchez uh, time frame. So, A. B. Spellman, he happens to be the father of our oboe player. And so, um, we just like I said, recorded this big project back in the summer, and it's released on our brand new record label, Imani Wins Media. So, um, yeah, you know, that's that's just that's just two of the of the collaborations that we do um, that we have done and uh, are just kind of always searching for what is a what's the next cool thing um we collaborated with a steel pan artist named andy akiho recently um and he wrote an incredible piece for us and that's going to be out next if not next year the year after Um, so you know again always looking for something that is interesting yet poignant that has some sort of meaning behind it and something that that we think our audiences will enjoy
0: wow that's amazing and i love the fact that you guys have your own record label. I mean we're just you know we have to take control of these things i read that you guys uh, received two grammy nominations tell our audience what
1: the nominations were for yeah very exciting humbling Um, back in 2006 i think um, was our first one it was for our very first commercially released record called the classical underground it was for um best uh, ensemble performance best chamber ensemble performance um and uh, then fast forward, you know, like 15 years or so. And then just last year, um, we've, and between that time, we made a whole lot of other records, a lot of other collaborations and um, recordings. Um, and then, so the last record we just did before The Passion for Bach and Coltrane, that was the second nomination. And the title of that was called Brutes, B R U I T S. And it was probably our most um, poignant uh recording to date it has uh, it's it's the 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 title is based on a another sextet for for win quintet and piano written by um jazz musician named vijay Iyer, and he was very moved by as we all were and remain um by the killing of trayvon martin and the, but not only that, but the, the archaic laws in Florida, the stand your ground laws that of course, you know, let George Zimmerman off for this murder. Um, and so he was quite moved by that and um, and just created this entire piece around that there's these laws that, you know, are, are obviously uh, um, uh, disenfranchising people of color um, in a, in a, in a, uh, a way that is not equal at all, and so um, he wrote this piece and has the word has the actual uh, law in the t- in the words of the of the piece. We recite this law, so you can just hear how you know insane it sounds. Um, there's some uh, also some other spoken word within the piece, so it's 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 some it's some pretty heavy stuff. Um, and then another piece on it is by um, a composer named Frederick Jefsky. Uh, he uses the poetry of Langston Hughes. And also the, the words of um, Black historian John Hope Franklin uh, within the piece, and and um, really just wants to unpack some of you know their, the meanings behind some of their uh, essays and poetry. And then we have a piece by an Indian American composer named Rena Esmael. And she's just a beautiful person and composer. And that's kind of the heart of the piece. We have these two bookends that are pretty, you know, heavy stuff to absorb, but then, you know, just this beautiful uh, piece right in the middle. And so we were lucky enough to receive another Grammy nomination for that. Got to go to the Grammys again, and uh, super exciting. So, um, you know, we're always, the as, it's, as they say, it's it's wonderful to be nominated. You know, we're we're hoping for a win next time. Well, um, you know what? That's huge
0: to be nominated for a grant. Major. That's huge. Major. No, understate that. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. No, it's major. No, we're very humbled and, and very grateful for, for the support that, that we receive, you know, for those two and, and hope for more, for sure.
0: Yes. Yes. And you will get nominated for more. I'm sure of it. <laughs> So um, Imani Wins has a commitment to education. Tell the audience about some of the educational programs that you guys have implemented or participated in.
1: Yes, yes. Well, from day one, in fact, our very first agent uh, back in 2003 we, was Concert Artist Guild, which is an amazing organization. And, and I happen to be a board member of Concert Artist Guild now. Uh, they brought us on back then as their educational residency ensemble, something that really had not existed before that. And um, it, it, because the, the leaders of, of that organization saw the potential in a group like ours going into schools, into church, into, um, you know, non-traditional spaces where we could uh, have an impact with audiences that may not come into the, the typical concert hall. And so we really cut our teeth on, on those concerts way back then doing, you know, three shows a day sometimes for, for little kids and uh, or all the way up, you know, three shows in the in daytime and then an evening concert. So it was great. It was an amazing opportunity to connect with um a, a large quantity of people as well as our people because that might be the first time you know a, a I don't know as a eighth grader or, or, say, or an eight year old whatever is going to see these instruments and that you know that inspiration will, will kick in so um we continue to do that we continue to throughout our whole um touring schedule we will often do concerts in schools in these other types of spaces that we can kind of connect with the audience in a a more intimate way um furthermore we hold our own chamber music festival every year and so that's a big thing that's a big huge thing we have a usually 50 to 60 um college age students come from around the country to study with us for 10 days here in new york city and uh, it's 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 a pre-professional type of uh, uh, festival where they study with us the art of chamber music, the art of entrepreneurship. We talk a lot about the business of music, about outreach, about programming, about promotion, marketing yourself um, as well as the nuts and bolts of really playing together be, being being a, a one unit when it comes to chamber music because that's really. When it's fun, when you can, when five or four or three people can act as one common unit um, for for the sake of the music, and so yeah, we we have this great festival um, held here in New York. Uh, It's at the Juilliard School, and um, uh, it's it's just really a fun time. We want people. We want our 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 you know, like I said, college age, but some they may or may not go on to be professional musicians, but we want to offer them the um the tools to if you don't do that there's a lot of other a lot of other avenues that you can take as a musician so right. and it um, sounds
0: like you're giving them the exposure to things that they may not you know, see in their everyday life, and I think that's exactly.
1: important. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes, we have a lot of um, alumni because that's been going on now for 13 years. So mm-hmm. we have a lot of alumni that have gone on for to to do really cool stuff, create their own chamber music groups around the country, become arts administrators. So um, yeah, it's at this point really, you know, in the in the definitely in the hundreds, but you know, almost in the thousands that um, of students that have uh, come come through our program and and you know are doing great things.
0: Wow. How does the uh, Imani Wins Foundation fit into that? Because you have your record label and you have your foundation. So right. tell us about that.
1: Yes. Yes. So the foundation um, is a nonprofit and that's how all of these things function under now. And, you know, like I said, we were, we're this is our 27th season. So we but we only started the foundation about five years ago. And up until that point, we had what they call fiscal sponsors that would that would help sponsor different endeavors that we had or help us raise money if we want to, you know, we all of this new music that we're writing, that we're having people write for us. These commissions cost money, you know, and so we realized we, we had that help, but we realized, like I said, about five years ago or so that it was time for us to really kind of take home, like you're saying, you know, take take control over it and um, the opportunity for, for more funding and therefore more ways that our vision could be realized is out there when you're your own thing. And so the foundation has um, has been really amazing. I'll tell you, it's a whole lot of work. <laughs> I mean, a lot of work, um, but it's extremely fulfilling and very gratifying uh, because we can see the We can see when you get that that financial support, you know, we can see that our our projects come to life even more. For instance, we did this great collaboration with the Harlem School of the Arts um, where Paquito actually composed a piece for us as well as students at Harlem School. We had um, African-American artist named William Villalongo create a piece of art that we were, you know, we were able to to commission him and he worked with the art students there. It lives at the Harlem school now where everybody can see it consistently. Uh, and so that would not have happened without the foundation. So it's absolutely through generous contributions from, from individuals as well as bigger organizations and government funding that allows for us to, to do all of these things that we, uh that we would want, you know, that we would want to do, but now we can do on a on a larger scale. So again, a lot of work, but very, very gratifying. So ImaniWins.com, if anyone feels compelled to uh, contribute to our foundation, nonprofit. Well,
0: congratulations on that. I think that's amazing. And just as amazing, Imani Wins. Has a permanent presence in the musical section of the National Museum of African American History. Please tell our audience how that came about. That is huge.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, it's it was it was kind of like low key the way it came about. It wasn't particularly ceremonial. Um, we have a great friend and also frequent collaborator in uh, jazz pianist Jason Moran. Um, he's a MacArthur fellow. He has his own band. He's an artist, a visual artist as well. He just does so many, so many things. And uh, he has, an, so he has, he's one of the things is um, uh, he heads the jazz department at the Kennedy Center. And when the, uh, you know, when certain parts of the museum were being populated, if you will, in the music department, um, I just end up getting this kind of, you know, like, again, not, not very ceremonial email about the possibility through through Jason's efforts, since he's in DC and a part of that world um, of of us being being in the museum, and I got to tell you, to like to be totally honest, I didn't quite grasp the magnitude of it. Uh, it the museum had not opened at, yet at that point, but you know, very quickly it, it I came to realize, whoa, this is this is happening, like us. And then Jesse Norman and and, and Kathleen Battle, you know, it, it, like standing next to these um, to these icons, and and uh, yeah, so it is again incredibly humbling, and that you know our little mark is in there uh, representing so many people that have come before us and 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 that we hope will come after and, and we just hope the inspiration will that of someone seeing that will will be high up and and, and inspire folks to do whatever they want to do cuz it's it can happen it too can happen to you
0: <laughs> love it just love it well we are running out of time for this episode but i do want you to tell our audience how they can follow you on social media as well as where they need to go to keep up to date on what Imani Wenz is doing and where they're performing.
1: Absolutely. Yes. Um, ImaniWins.com. I know websites, you know, socials are so prevalent that, you know, the people still go to websites, but ImaniWins.com houses all of our, all of our activities, our performance schedule, uh, our media discography where you can link to all, all the, all the places where you get music, where you stream music. Uh, you can see our, 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 um, videos of us. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. We are on Instagram. So just, um, you know, find us at, Type type any money wins, and you will you will find us on all of those uh, platforms. Um, and uh, yeah, you know the again uh, the socials are all there, which is great. Uh, but the website has you know it really is kind of encompassing all of these things. You can read about the foundation, you can um, read about the different special projects and the outreach stuff that we do. So um, if you just want to learn more, that's the place to go. For sure. If you want to just see like the latest pictures, of course there's Instagram and Facebook, which <laughs> is super fun as well.
0: Yeah, well, that's that's amazing. And um, like I said, audience, we're running out of time, but make sure you go to ImaniWens.com to find find out more about this amazing musical group. Thank you, Monica, for joining us. And we look forward to you getting another Grammy nomination. Yes. From your mouth
1: <laughs> to God's ears. We'll take it. Yes. Thank you so much for having me, Kim. This was really fun.
0: Yes. And to everyone else, until next time, consider yourself blacklit. Thank you.